Welcome to the Aesthetic Entrepreneurs GSD, the number one podcast for aesthetic and beauty business owners who want to get stuff done and become the entrepreneurs the world needs them to be. Many of you out there are uncertain, overwhelmed, and confused about this thing called business. Where there's uncertainty, we give you comfort. Where there's overwhelm, we create calm. Where there's confusion, we provide clarity. Cool. Right, we are we are live. We are live. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Wait, say hi. <laughs> I think I've lost your sound. Oh no. Is it back? I've lost your sound. Oh, hang on. Try again. Hello? Hey, there we go. Sorry. <laughs> Embarrassing. Embarrassingly, that was me. I pressed the mute button on the keyboard. <laughs> I guess I must be used to working with you. Right. right so I'll just mute her out. <laughs> Cutting edge. <laughs> so, um, welcome everybody to um, our sort of Data 8 special on a Monday, um, covering off innovation, the innovation nation with Alexis, the assassin Fraser. I shall go through <laughs> the introductions in a moment, why she has a look, why she has a name like a wrestler. Um, oh, God. But <laughs> I'm full of all the insults today, aren't I? Uh, so, um, yeah, so basically, as as we looked at last week, those of you who were on the Data 8 last Thursday, is um, I put a poll out asking what you guys would like some help with, and one of the major things that came out was looking at was a marketing campaign. Now, since then, um, there's been some changes, obviously, in the um, communication from the government, I guess, um, we now know that, you know, beauty therapy, beauty salons and um, as it stands at the moment, as I understand it, you know, injectable clinics cannot open. So I thought it was important to actually address that and look at rather than talking about a marketing campaign, start to look at actually about innovation and how you can create um, services to enable you to make money whilst um, the doors are shut. Uh, one thing that lockdown has done is it's demonstrated that there is a massive problem with the business models of a lot of um, aesthetic and beauty businesses in that the money you get is all short term. There's very little uh, from long term sales online and there's very little from kind of knowledge economies as well. So um, and I've asked, the reason I asked um, Alexis to join me is Alexis is a client of mine. She's an esthetician. Um, and when we first um, basically first introduced to each other back in, well, it's like probably, when did we start talking before? End of March. End, end of March. Yeah. And Alexis had basically no business. I think it was middle of March, actually, because we were, were looking at helping you get set up an opening. And then all of a sudden, bang, lockdown happened. And Alexis wasn't able to open. But since then, she still managed to create a growing um, business purely based essentially online through her own ingenuity, um, you know, skills 
and a small amount of coaching and help from me and also the involvement of the guys in the Entrepreneurs Club to actually help her make basically a business that's making money. And Alexis never actually opened. She hasn't opened yet. So, ladies and gentlemen, meet Alexis, the assassin, Fraser. Um, <laughs> I, I can't remember why we call you the assassin. You'll have to remind me. <laughs> oh, God. I think, um, obviously, thanks for that introduction, by the way. Um, I think it was in club and Killing Eve has been a real massive topic <laughs> on TV at the minute. And um, there was somebody in the group that said I looked like Villanelle and they put a gif of Villanelle in the group. <laughs> and then somebody called me the assassin because I look like Villanelle. <laughs> Good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so guys, chuck your questions into um, the feed for myself or for um, Alexis. But essentially what we're looking at here is about innovation. So Alexis, please just give us a little bit of um, background. So, how did you how did you feel when all of a sudden you couldn't open up your business? Um, yeah, that was it seems like ages ago now. I don't know why, but obviously it's been over a hundred days that we've been in this situation, which we're all reminded on social media. Yeah. Hundred days. Like that is a long time. And I don't kind of keep telling myself that because I think if I kept saying Oh, I've not been able to open and it's you know it's really frustrating I almost have to switch off from the negativity that is circulating at the moment because yes it's a stressful situation it really is that we haven't been able to open the doors but if I focused on that and channeled all my energy into that I would never be where I am now I almost had that like fight in me that I wanted to set something up I had the hunger I knew that now was the time I need to do something on my own because I've constantly been employed in the industry for about eight years now. And the last job that I was employed in, I was kind of, I always took the job because it was there and I I knew that it was going to be good for me. But again, clients were coming to see me and I was making other people money and I never thought about it in that way until I was at that job. And when it was the time to sort of try and think of something for myself, I thought, okay, lockdowns happened. I need to think of something innovative, something that's going to be what people need and what can I offer them. And my skill set is in the skincare side of things. I'm not an injector. Um, I just focus on facials and little added extras that complement what I'm doing I didn't want to create a menu again of services that I just hated doing like I'm a beauty therapist that I've been trained in doing waxing pedicures manicures but I don't like doing that Mm. I don't like doing that so why would I offer that yeah and I wouldn't be able to have that passion behind offering that to people because they just get the vibe that I wasn't passionate about it. Yeah. <laughs> People can pick up on the I don't give a shit about what I'm doing vibe quite quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I used to teach um, at my local college. And when I was first employed there, I was put on the Department of Beauty, which is kind of as good as it gets at a college level. You kind of go through the basics and then you go into more of the advanced um 
sort of technologies as well in the second year which I was teaching and then I was put on to makeup artistry and it was almost like the students were better than me at teaching the sort of um, prosthetics it was theatrical makeup and it was not my background at all so what I'm kind of trying to say is I'm not trying to incorporate a business with fields and realms of things I don't I'm not passionate about Mm. really just find so I think um so a couple you had a got a, few, a question actually which is I think it's a really quite a important one is um did you leave your current job to start your own business in March and if so how did you go to make the leap um no I didn't leave my job I was actually fired from my job <laughs> I was fired from my job purely on the basis that I was working two jobs at the time so I was working in a laser clinic for two days a week and then I was at more of a a beauty clinic for three days a week but I was their facialist and all of a sudden on a Friday this is about two weeks before lockdown I was I'd done my full day and then at the end of the day she said I'm gonna have to let you go I don't trust um you working at another clinic doing laser treatments I don't that was literally what it was trust I did nothing wrong it was literally I don't like the fact that you're working somewhere else I don't trust what you're doing and I don't feel that I can trust you moving forward so yeah it kind of pushed me in the right direction I think (laughs) I think getting fired is often the best thing that can ever happen to you Uh, yeah you know, I think the only time I, I got fired was from some interim job delivering pizzas. Really? Yeah. I was terrible. I was terrible delivering pizzas. So, yeah. So. And at the time, I was mortified because I thought, oh, my God, like, I'm, I love doing my job. I do my job properly. But mm. the fact that it was based on, on trust working elsewhere, it was, it was hurtful. But it gave me the fight to, and the leap to do what I'm doing now. You're an entrepreneur. And I think some of that basically that comes through in everything that you do. And I think probably some people find that quite threatening. Oh, you've set up another job. You know, you're talented. You're going to nick our clients. Let's get rid of her. Some people feel that way. So, yeah. so how, so looking at the, um, as a process, so obviously, you know, lockdown hit, you couldn't open up. What was the, you know, at that point, obviously we started sort of talking and, and, and helping you to kind of refine it. But what was the innovation that you'd think that made that you made that's generated the the income and the interest? Actually, Steve has posted a question. I'll just read the question. Um, okay. says, Tell us what the major money spinner has been for you physically. How long have you? How have you been successful? What sparked the clients coming in initially? Oh, I like this. Thanks, Stevie. Um, I yeah, thinking about it. You obviously, it was... texting Stevie, going, "Ask me this." Yes, yeah, Stevie. <laughs> um basically I I think obviously I spoke to you and I was concerned even about launching um but you were saying you know everybody's listening you know this is the prime time to launch it so social media was the first thing I did I started um a Facebook group I didn't actually have a Facebook page at this point I started a Facebook group and you said tell it sell it to your friends sell the story of you sell what you're doing and you just sell it to your community that you already have so built the group 
and I've been doing weekly lives, which before the aesthetic entrepreneurs, I'd never done a live in my life. <laughs> I saw the little button on Facebook, but never, never touched that one. <laughs> I just uploaded videos that I pre-recorded <laughs> because I was almost, yeah, I just was too nervous. I didn't know what it was like. You see all the celebrities do it and you think, oh no, no, I, I won't do that. <laughs> but that I think going live telling people what I was about say I don't with me I don't say you know this is the best product since sliced bread I'm not about selling a product I'm about selling an experience a service you know I was I was speaking to you the other day and I was saying I want people when they come to house of skincare I want them to have a journey the minute they hit and walk through the door I want to touch all of their senses whether that be through you know the clinic scent you know my therapies which are going to be performed very differently now but I'm going to adapt that's fine clients understand and I I want them to have an experience a bespoke experience that wherever I've been employed I've done that but it's not been on the menu Mm. So I've created a menu that is tailored for their concerns as opposed to this product fights pigmentation. You need this product. Like it's not about that mm. at all because it's about developing a brand and getting them to know you as a person and what you can offer them rather than I've got all these products. These are all going to help your skin because effectively that's what we've got at the moment is an online platform. We haven't got my treatment menu. My treatment menu might as well just not be existing at the minute, which I created ages ago. And I decided at that point not to get them printed because I wanted to make it different. I wanted to have it online. Well, now I'm really glad I didn't get them printed <laughs> because that would have been money down the drain. But I think yeah to try and answer the one thing that sort of spun it I think it's just about putting yourself out there and not being afraid of who's behind the sort of camera because I always you know get my iPhone up put it in my tripod and I just think what am I going to say who am I going to say it to and you know what am I wanting them to do with that information which I'm stealing that from you Uh, (laughs) But yeah, it, that's basically what I'm trying to do is to create a brand that people recognise and people say, oh, did you see that video or did you see what that post was about? I want people to resonate with my message as opposed to building a clinic with lots of products, which I am, but that's not the main reason. So I guess... I think I've answered. Have I answered that question? <laughs> Have I got around the houses? I mean, it's, it's, it's what you, I think your approach to it is, for me, it's quite refreshing in a sense because, you know, I'm predominantly, in my background, predominantly in injectables. It's pharma. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I took, I took a, a step back from really learning about the products quite a while ago. So I trusted everybody's kind of professionalism to know whether you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, with your approach to it, looking, it's, it's skin first. And then, as you said, it's, it's to all the senses, making sure that client journey is there. You're giving a, a message, you're telling a story. 
and the story is relevant to the client's problems. To do that, you need to understand what that client's problems are. Um, and I think it's that you're also, you have a natural um, sort of instinct, I think, for your, what your clients need. It's, it's a useful thing to have. It's essentially, it's just a, it's, you know, a talent. Um, so when you couldn't do the treatments, you probably knew pretty much instinctively what you were going to do. What you wanted, because you, you said to me, I want to get a product range in skincare product range in and I went, yes. well, go and get one then <laughs> you're like get one I was like the one that I want is is being a little bit difficult you're like well get another one get another I was one, like, okay I'll get another one yeah, yeah. just bring him up tell him it's a dick and go and get another one <laughs> I was like okay so then yeah. I had all these options and then obviously I was introduced to the group and just being around inspirational people as well I think it's another point to make is being around people like what I was saying before with the negativity like unfollow people that are banging on about how horrible the situation is for the time being just mute them for a second because if you keep hearing those messages you'll just be scrolling through social media and you'll get like so engrossed in it which you know I would and I do sometimes I've got to stop myself and think okay, everybody's getting angry, but let's just reverse the situation and let's think logically, okay, it's probably going to be August. We don't know that, but in my head, that's my next goal. Okay, August is the next goal. I've shifted my clients to August. Fine. It's just about being proactive and just Mm -hmm. getting stuff done. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you've taught me that though, because if I wasn't in this group I would have lists on sheets of paper which the paper gets lost so if anybody hasn't already buy a whiteboard (laughs) best thing ever yeah buy a whiteboard find someone to put the whiteboard up yeah 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 and it's it's just like the yeah the Eisenhower matrix that makes my brain dump get all the information in there and just it's more organized because I am an organized person but this is like organized the next level which I need yeah and I've got all of the information coming to me exactly and it's it's all of these things I think they you know we're, you know, we're talking about you know innovation and I think from from my point of view the what I've what I've learned over over lockdown I guess about helping you know is it's even more important to help people free up that creative area of their brain that, that mind I'm not a psychologist but I just do things at work and I'm not massively organized which is why I have to work quite so hard at it um I am you know oh what's that I shall you know I'm off yeah. That path. Yeah. oh yeah I'll come back to that in a minute I'll finish it yeah. off in a you know I've got to stay yeah. on path yeah. so um having the goals creating the plans you know creating the framework around me to help keep me on fo- on point is yeah. important for you guys, what I realized is that um, giving you the opportunities, regular opportunities to just get the stuff out of your heads yeah. um, helps to manage your kind of stress and anxiety levels. And it enables you to still have that cl- clarity to create. If your brain's all over the place and your, you know, your amygdala is firing, you can't create. And that's the difference. I think, you know, keeping everybody's noise away from you so you just plow on you're quite happy in your little bubble like you said you created your bubble your bubble is august you've got your clients they're all sorted around you you know where you get your information from 
you've locked out all the rest of the noise and Alexis continues to you know continues on to silently murder people while they sleep (laughs) I don't do that I don't I just (laughs) this is gonna literally be with me wherever I go now isn't it pretty much the gifts are probably coming in on Facebook now. <laughs> um, I hope I, I'm not seeing any, but I hope they are. <laughs> gifts, gifts of a villanelle, please. Um. <laughs> no, I just I think you know you just got to be focused because I'm not used to working at home. Like I'm used to being like so on the go. Like my friends are always like, God, like why do you cram so much in a day? Like you're here, there, and everywhere. And for me, working in front of a desk for the whole of lockdown has been a massive like switch up for me mm. and I've almost needed to like plan a lot more and when I've got that plan in motion things flow so much better perfect exactly that exactly that so what so as we sort of go through what's in the last sort of 102 days we were sort of talking earlier so it's like 102 days you've done essentially what is an invoice a day um, yeah, and this is basically taking the business from zero. By the way, you know, and this is why it's important. I think for you to bring Alexis on here is just to reimport, you know, to reiterate that fact. Uh, while we're all sitting here wondering about whether I can open, whether I can't open, you know, people who um, didn't actually get that opportunity, but are still killing it. So um, maybe again, we switch off the sort of what are we doing? When can I open? When can I open? Take control take control of your diary, take control of your clients, rebook them in and sell them some stuff online and create a knowledge-based platform. Yeah, just sell stories, sell the experience, sell you rather Mm. than what you're actually selling because that just comes naturally when you're selling yourself because people buy people. Like, they don't buy well, I don't think they do anyway. I don't think some people do because they like, you know, or they see something and it's worded correctly because it resonates with them. So you have to get a mixture of everything, but you're not going to sell a product to somebody that's never met you before. You've got to build. I feel like I'm taking like a script from you or something tonight. Like, <laughs> I just think like it, you are right with what you've taught me. I it is you buy the actual experience you buy from the person you build up the trust and once the trust is there everything else just falls into place and yeah I just think that I've just yeah I've just gone out there I've just kind of rocketed and thought right come on I've got to do it I don't want to come out of lockdown not opened and still not opened I need to keep this momentum going Mm. and just build something that I've always wanted to build that's it. It's creating creating all these things, and I would love to be able to take credit and say that I invented all of this stuff that I talk about. But you know, I didn't. The thing all that's happened is this is experience and pulling together things um, that I've learned, that I've seen, that I've watched, and also I look. I am the easiest person in the world to sell to. You know, you should see some <laughs> shit in my house for your evidence of that. <laughs> right, Amazon I've smashed Amazon. You know, oh god, yeah. Look, right. It's my latest purchase: pair of headphones. Right. Here's another pair of headphones that I bought. Oh my god. Another. 
Yeah, and I've got a pair of AirPods as well. So I've like bought four pairs of headphones during lockdown. But the thing is, with Amazon, you can buy it in like five seconds. Just swipe here and it's all got all your card details and it'll be here tomorrow. It's like so easy to buy. You know, these arrived earlier. Tires from around for my bike. Oh. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, sunglasses. My desk is just covered in shit that I bought. And it's like, I don't mind, but because I know that I'm quite, I'm easy to, relatively easy to sell to. I'm an an emotional, I buy an emotion. Yeah. And as I recognise that, I know that that's essentially the predominant. Um, well, that's that's how people buy; they buy on emotion. The more yeah. that you're likely to spend, the more driven by emotion you are. Yeah. So if everybody's out there, you know, thinking about what's well, the last thing that you spent more than five hundred quid on, it's it's an emotional spend. Mine was a, a bike, you know, a mountain bike, a bike, a road bike. Um, why? I wanted one. Why did I want one? Um, tell you the truth, because I bought one because I lost weight. Because I've oh, I, I always yeah. kind of thought I want one, but they just looked really kind of like narrow and flimsy. And yeah. I thought if I sat on it, I'm just going to destroy it. It's going to look like an elephant on a moped. So, um, you know, finally lost a little bit of weight, felt a little bit slim. Thought, yeah, I'm going to pull that trigger and buy one. But it was yeah. a purchase. Um, so if you know that people, that's how people, how I buy, then I'm like, well, everybody buys like that. And the best marketing departments in the world, you know, they've got millions to spend, know this. So if they do that, then surely we should do the same thing, signal to emotion. And guess what happened? When you do the same thing that Nike do and Under Armour do and, you know, all the other guys who sell headphones. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, you're, You're more you just become more effective. And the other thing is I've said many times is the bar in beauty, I think is a little bit higher, but in aesthetics, yeah. definitely it's low. Everybody communicates the same way. They all talk about products and services. Very few talk about emotion and uh, transformation and you picked it up very, very quickly. So, um, you know, that's, I think that's partly why you've been as successful as, as quickly as you have, because you never started talking about product or service. You didn't have to learn how not to do it. You just started yeah. talking about emotion. Yeah, definitely. And I've had, I've resonated with people that I haven't actually met face to face yet. I've just yeah. met them via virtual Zoom calls in my consultations. Yeah. And they have been, you know, watching my feed or they've been talking to someone who's actually recommended them. So it's been spreading word of mouth, which is great. Um, But I've been getting feedback of, oh, I really resonate with the messaging. Somebody actually said that to me the other day. I really resonate with your whole self-care message that you've got going on because I feel like not a lot of people take care of themselves. And I thought, that's really nice. Like, I like I like to know this sort of stuff. Like, it's good that what I'm saying is resonating. It's nice. Absolutely. It makes it all worthwhile, right? Yeah. It was really nice. I was watching your video and I really liked what you're saying. Like, yes! yes. Yeah, you, you do yes. that little win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. So, we've got a couple couple of other questions. Um, Michelle has said, um, if Alexis told me that she got her amazing skin from smearing mayonnaise on her face, <laughs> I believe her and then then go by, by mayonnaise. <laughs> I love Michelle. Yeah. 
Fair oh my god! It's more of a statement. There's a question again. Um, Liz asked, um, "Can I ask how many new clients a week you are generating? Are they through media posts? I guess social media posts." Yeah, that's all that I'm really generating from. I mean, the new clients were very heavy at the start because that was all that I was doing was my social media. Um, so on average now, it's about three new clients at the moment, which is great. Um, that's sort of always been driven by my socials. I've told them what I want them to do. So rather than just leaving a message on there and then having no idea why I've done that, I've always put my email address at the bottom or in my stories on Instagram. They've got that little DM um, tag now so they can literally click to message me. So it's always about me communicating where I want them to go. Um, and they've done that. So they've come through my Facebook page. They've put my email through the Facebook page. Um, but it's mainly I've always wanted to keep it in my emails because if I've got lots of different DMs coming in, left, right and centre, I won't be able to like control that as much. So I've almost told them that email me if you want a response. Yeah. And that's kind of how it's happened. I think that's great. It's, I have to admit, I find um, the the messaging between Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, it's it's all over the place. Yeah. Um, and I miss things between a Facebook message, uh, a message on your pages, Instagram comments. It's, I, I do, as far as I know that they are looking at unifying all of that under one messaging app. But it's about time. It's about time. It's all over the place. It's a complete nightmare. So I, I, again, it's a great. Um, bit of insight about um, educating or training your clients on what actions you want them to take. And again, it's, it, it, I think it demonstrates confidence because a lot of people, it's easy to be kind of a little bit afraid of your clients uh, yeah. and just say, well, what do, you want, or what do you want to do? You know, you can message me on anything. And then before you know it, you're like being pulled all over the place. Um, yeah. I did a similar thing with, with voicemail. I hate voicemail. I hate it. Um, everybody used voicemail as just a mechanism for dumping stuff. I left you a voicemail. Did you? And I'd listen back to it and it'd be like, you know, oh yeah, can you do this for me? I'm like, I never listened to it. So what I did is I changed my voice. And rather than turning it off, because that annoys people, when you turn your voicemail off, they just feel the need to continually ring you. Yeah, they do. So I left a message on my voicemail and it basically says, hi, this is Richard. Um, Don't leave me a message. I don't check them. Um, if you want to get hold of me, drop me an email or send me a DM on Facebook. Fab. Unless, you know, and unless you're my dad, he continually, continually to basically, and then eventually he, now he just sends me texts saying, call me. So yeah. <laughs> at least you're controlling it. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. Managing my, managing my old man. That's not an easy thing to do. Um, <laughs> but still, you know, it, again, it's all part of this whole process of making our own, you know, getting people to kind of fall into our process yeah. you know it's, it makes it easier for us to serve people if they are in places we want them to be where we're looking so again yeah. it's a great insight there to for people to sort of think you know don't don't feel that you need to be on multiple communication channels yeah different social media networks but then just give them that instruction clear instruction on where they need what they need to do next yeah, because I've got to think, you know, I haven't been in the situation where I've had to handle this and operate treatments at the same time. And if I've got 
like clients messaging me on Instagram, Facebook, my Facebook page. I've got my friends messaging me on my own WhatsApp. And then I've got emails. I won't be able to keep up with that. So I'm trying to channel what I want them to do now so that I don't have to undo what I've done. You're almost at the outsourcing bit. Yeah. I think you might be there actually outsourcing that those inquiries as they come in. Yeah. Yeah. We can pick that one up. Um, so just a couple of couple of comments. So Laura's talked mentioned about um, anxiety and overwhelm. I spoke to Laura last week. She, she overwhelm was through the roof. Um, I told oh, her to put knee, knee slots in the diary, and she's felt much better, which is awesome. Usually, if people feel great, guilty being creative. It's not business related, but it's cleared mind and focused. Uh, yeah. Turbo hour on turbo trainer and some crafting. Yeah, all I said to her was basically you've got to take time out. There's no point working flat out and if you're not looking after yourself, your business will suffer. So, oh my god, yeah, like I, I get overwhelmed all the time. Like I really do. Like I've never done this before, ever. I've done it for other people, but I've never been the one to make all of the decisions. And when you have to make all of the decisions, you get overwhelmed in your head because you think, is this going to go right, or is this? You know, it's great to obviously have you as my coach and the group because that really helps to channel my overwhelm but then at the same time I wasn't taking regular breaks I was working like a a trojan which you you have to do you have to go full blast sometimes but then it was affecting me I was working like late and then I was up at the crack of dawn and it was just never going to be um continued like I would never be able to continue working at that pace so 100% like no way am I if it's been like a plain sailing it's been massively up and down but I've had the support around me and a supported network like like 100% helps like if I didn't have the group if I didn't have supportive family you know if I didn't have people that I surround myself with as a positive influence I couldn't have done it I don't know I couldn't have but I really do like really value the support that I have around me. It's, it's yeah, we can't do it ourselves. Um, no. And you know, it's been brilliant for me as well, even though it's kind of in a sense, coaching and leading the community over lockdown, it's given, you know, I suppose a sense of purpose for me as well. Um, yeah. And just, you know, it's everybody's had to sharpen themselves up a little bit. Um, just, you know, it's like, yeah. I remember I put a, a meme out really early on about with the two pictures of Thor. And oh, what, yeah. You know, ripped Thor from um, Infinity War and then he had fat Thor from Endgame. And I didn't actually realise actually how much that would resonate with me. Yeah. <laughs> or, but it is. It's, you know, people have got their, got their shit together, got focused, got mean, lean up and are driving it. And that's what's making the difference. So and when we look at... Um, you know, 2021, 2020, mm-hmm. 2020 is a bust. Let's face it. You know, it's, we've got six months to get us to get everything in place for 2021. Yeah. Um, we're in a market that's resilient to recession. We know this. So, you know, we're in the, we're doing the right things in the right places, but I think what will come out of this is that change in perspective and that change of business model where it's not just about you doing treatments. It cannot be just that anymore. So anybody listening to me thinking, right, well, you know what? I'm just going to go back on um, to how things were. There is no how things were. If you do that, I give you six months. 
but you've got to start diversifying. Um, just a couple of questions. Um, there was one about whether or not I've missed that question. So I'll probably have to jump back, but it's one about whether or not you charge for consultations. I think let me try and find it. Do you charge for consultations? I do. I charge um, for my consultation like a redeemable fee. So if they purchase products at the end of that consult call, not the next day at the end of that consult call, they get it redeemed off of the purchases. But if they decide that they just want to take my knowledge, then it's £35 and that's that. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I've had, like at the start of lockdown, I didn't because everybody was off work they were in a situation I'd not brought my services before and I just wanted to generate like me and loudness and hello I'm here doing virtual consultations so at the start I didn't and it worked for me and then I think I've had two that I knew as soon as I was talking to them were just sucking my knowledge and I was like no 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 you are not getting my knowledge you know, they were, they had all of their products next to them and they, they were full. And they were like, look, this is this, this is this. What do you think? What should I be looking out for? And I was like, well, it seems like you've got it all sorted. <laughs> what, what is this conversation about? Yeah. And you can, you know, you can see them and you can mm. get the gist. But at that point, I thought, no, come on. I'm marketing it maybe a little bit wrong let's charge now um which has only been in the last couple of weeks Mm. i've only just started charging in the last couple of weeks so i have been doing them free and it's worked but some people it does some people it doesn't so i would say now charge 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 yeah is i think it's a it's a journey that people need to go through a little bit themselves i think you know i for me i i kind of do a little bit of both so i have um like a, a half an hour explore call as i call it you know you know this it's like someone reaches out says hey rich you know want to have a quick chat is that okay it's like yeah no problem i'll send them the half an hour link and if it looks like it's gonna you know go on a little bit and say right okay look is there anything else you need to talk about and then generally i'll get the the big question so it's the well i was wondering if you could think about how would you approach this and then i say right now it's great it's a whole other call but this is what i'm going to charge for it you know that okay and if it's yes we do it if it's not it's like well you know what you know go and have a think about it and then come back to me another time and generally you know it's left like that um but like you I had to go through that kind of understanding and and getting shitty about sat there and as someone's actually just posted Aisha about spending an hour and a half on the phone to someone who doesn't book and and downloading your information and at the end of it going oh um well do you know what? awesome thanks a lot rich and i say well you know launchpad ah do you know what i'll i'll be in touch and then i'm just like you prick i know, <laughs> I know. you do you're raging yeah you're you're like, raging. Mm. so it's like understanding that actually you know what that's not okay it's not no. okay for people to do that um no. And um, I mean, this is, you know, Karen's influence on me in a sense, actually, with this. It's not okay for people to do that. I like to over deliver, mm-hmm. as do you. So it's, but it's protecting yourself. So yeah, yeah you get half an hour. Do you know what, after this, I'm going to go into over delivery mode, but I'll, you need to respect and value what I'm about to impart to you. Um, yeah, because yeah. what you kind of go over in your head is you think, right, I've just wasted an hour and a half on that call. 
Yeah. What else could I have done in that hour and a half yeah. that would have generated something? And that's, I know that's the sort of like process and the anxiety that you go through. Yeah. And it is, and it's, you know, yeah. you know, sat watching TV in the sofa with a boyfriend, you know, there's like anything but basically being fleeced. It's something that you know we all need to go through that and feel that kind of rage. Yeah, you I do. Mean, you need to, when you get raging, then you know that you need to charge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, no, nah, let's not do that again. So um, yeah, um, just well, actually, someone else sort of second part of that question is about um, your your skincare retailing. So you you don't drop ship, do you? You actually take it to your clients. Yeah, a bit of both. Yeah, I have um, the companies that I've chosen have a dropship service where I would ring them up and they would dropship them straight to it. Mm-hmm. Um, others, because they live near me and when I'm on my way and passing, I'll make a specific day to deliver them and it will only be in that time frame that I'll do that. Or I'll have um, my partner, who's now nicknamed himself DPD, <laughs> even though he's trying, he's owning, he owns his own business as well. And I'm like, oh, you're, you're going, you know, that way. Can you just do this? He's like, hello, DPD. I'm just about to pull up. <laughs> so, yeah, I have, I have help and I do do it myself um but most of the time i try to get them posted so that i have more time to mm. do stuff yeah is that because he's afraid that you'll basically put some poison in his tea or something <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah make a cup of tea i oh, actually don't worry <laughs> yeah no, i won't i won't be drinking that thank you <laughs> yeah so right so last um guys get last um you ask a couple of questions in um, before I let Alexis uh, go back, go to her evening and the DPD driver. <laughs> before we go, because I'm going to use this actually as um, a podcast as well. So I'm all about, you know, repurposing content, as you know. Don't yes. do something new. So I'm going to ask you the uh, 10 most important questions in the world. Oh, I was wondering when this was going to happen. You've been waiting for it, and it's like, well, I, I have. I'm not I important have. enough, and I'm not. Yeah. I haven't arrived until I have got been asked the ten most most important questions in the world. Yeah, I've, I've actually just got to actually dig up to find the ten most important questions in the world. <laughs> they talk amongst yourselves, everybody. Well, before I find it, um, there's a couple. Anybody? Someone asked me a question to ask Alexis while I dig out the questions. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, let me. Okay, so what's what's your most ridiculous lockdown purchase? Oh, my most ridiculous lockdown. Do you know what? I don't think I've actually purchased anything ridiculous. You know, it's just been a lot of PPE, which is very boring. Um, in preparation for what I think's to come, and I've been buying a lot of like furniture for the clinic, like making the room look good. Like when IKEA opened the other weekend, I was in there just getting inspiration of like the room and everything. So mm-hmm. to be honest, I actually don't have anything ridiculous that I've bought. Well, you need to fix that. Otherwise, I know. Otherwise, it can be really boring at the pub when people like actually go back to the pub without fear of getting some sort of 
Yeah, yourself. I know. Oh, nothing. Stuff full of business. Yeah, I li- that sounds really boring, doesn't it? It does. I think you need to fix that. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, guys. That was a real lead balloon moment, yeah, that. I want to ask you these questions now after that. <laughs> I actually forgot, like, what... I know there's some of them, but I forget how many there are in this. Okay. I'm a bit scared. Right. So these are the ten very important, ten most important questions in the world. Are you ready? Pardon? Right. Are you ready? <laughs> I think so. Beatles or Elvis? Oh, God. Um, Beatles? Don't sound convinced. I know, because I didn't really listen to this sort of music, Richard. Because yeah, it's like, <laughs> you're like thinking, who, who the hell are they? <laughs> like, did my mum listen to them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just realised it's like, yeah, I'm asking dad questions to someone. <laughs> Oh, Beatles or Elvis is like Justin Bieber or <laughs> that's actually what's going through your head <laughs> yeah. yeah Beatles or Elvis who gives a shit fair enough okay probably applies to the second question then Superman or Batman I was going to say Superman okay normally I like the colours colours and the pants on the outside sort of thing good <laughs> look yeah I'm uh, I, I like both characters. I think I share a bit more of an affinity with Batman, I think, but, um, you know, Superman's pretty cool too. Okay, are you a night owl or an early bird? Early bird. Yeah? Yeah, I'm, like, up at the crack of dawn, and then, yeah, I, I kind of go for a mix, but I would say I'm more of an early bird. You have, like, a, a, a morning routine that you stick to? Yeah, if I haven't had coffee, don't speak to me. <laughs> basically the routine I get up I have my coffee I come back into bed and I look through like media in the morning Mm. and then I have my workout and then I start my day so is coffee and then going back to bed technically cheating okay just (laughs) drop me out (laughs) it's a question it's a conversation I get, um, yeah, okay, fine. Am I a night out? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I thought I was an early bird. No, no, I think if you get up, if you're up early, I mean, I guess clearly you are an early bird. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, hence the definition of it. But I just like, you know, I, I, I was expecting sort of like, you know, I'm up and, you know, like four. Go for a run. Go for a run, get back, you know, on it, emails done, you know, by nine o'clock I've made a couple of meal, smashed it, you know. Yeah, I, I, I think I get up early. Like, my, I don't need to set an alarm sort of thing, even though I do. But if I didn't set my alarm, I would naturally wake up at a certain time. And then I always need to process getting up. But if I needed to go, I would go. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm being mean. Okay. <laughs> um, vetting me. <laughs> Apple or Android? Apple. I don't understand why everyone's like, oh no, like, you know, the Android fans are now like, I don't care. Has anyone actually said Android on your. No. No. No, I don't. It, it's, we, in, I think it's also, it's in the UK and the type of people that I sit, sort of send to work with is, um, you know, Apple fans, I guess. Um, in different parts of the world, Android is, you know, I don't know why. Australia, they like Android. 
Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah. And spiders, but Android as well. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, thank you. Sorry, Aussies, but um, yeah. Uh, PlayStation or Xbox? Do I look like I play Xbox? Yeah, fair point. All right, we'll see. <laughs> That's actually not the answer I've ever had. Ever had. Do I like I play? Fair enough. Okay, so literally you've just made me retire that question. Retire that one and retire the Beatles Elvis question. Murdered <laughs> by Alexis. Well, that's what you do. You're assassinating my questions. Um, all right, let's try this one. What's your favourite movie? Oh, God, I knew there was going to be some sort of question like this in here. So... Um, right. I'm going to be straight with you. I okay. am so rubbish at watching TV. Okay. Like, I don't watch TV. I am so bad. You know, everybody always says, oh, there's a really cool documentary on Netflix and there's this, that and the other. I don't ever get to watch them because I don't make time for that, which is really, I don't know whether it's boring, but I don't generally watch a film unless it's in the cinema. Yeah, okay. Because I'm, like, focused in the cinema, and it's like, if I'm at home watching a film, I'll get distracted. Get distracted, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I love... I think, like, one of the first films I watched was, like, Grease, like, classic film like that. Um, Dirty Dancing, I really loved that film. Like, that was my mum's favourite film, and she made me sit and watch it, and I just love it, and I'll still watch it now, and I think, great film, classic film. Is that it, Dirty Dancing? I'll go with Dirty Dancing, you know? Yeah. Cool. Uh, it's a good movie. After not what I don't after being crap at watching TV. Yeah, I just am. Like I I would never say I watch movies. Like my collection of movies that I've watched, like yeah. I could probably it's, name them. It's it's not your thing. No. No. Okay. What is the song that you rock out to? <laughs> That's a good question. Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I like really like old school like music. Like my dad, oh, what's the song called? Oh, I can't even sing it. I've got it in my head now. Is it Run DMC? It's yeah. like that. Absolutely love that song. Like when that comes on, oh my God, it reminds me of like when I was in my car as a child and my dad and my mum used to literally like rock out to it so we used to rock out to it and I know that's Run DMC, Run DMC it's like that if that comes on I'm like oh my god that's in my head now yeah, oh, yeah. that is quite old school old school hip hop I was big into hip hop back then back in mm. those Run DMC Big Daddy Kane Cool Mo D so yeah so yeah, yeah. awesome good track yeah I love that not what I expected after you annihilating Beatles or Elvis but Probably different era, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so, um, sun or snow? Sun, hundred billion percent. I went snowboarding once because my boyfriend made me go, and hated it. Yeah, it's shit, isn't it? Shit. Yeah, I don't like the kind of being warm and cold thing at the same time. It's it's like exercise yeah. and a holiday. No. Don't mix. Yeah. Everyone, <laughs> I, I love winter sports. Nah. 
I don't. I think you have to do it from when you're really young. If I did it when I was really young, I'd yeah. probably be able to set it. But... Nah, I'm with you there. What is your uh, go-to business book? Yours. <laughs> is that <laughs> Yeah, do you know what? I haven't actually read any other business books apart from yours. That's the honest truth. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's good. You should, though. I know. Yeah. Um, Give me some recommendations. What I'm reading at the moment is uh, Freakonomics. It's a bit, uh, it's, actually, I'm finding that one quite tough going. Um, uh, Shoe Dog <laughs> is quite interesting. About Nike. I like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, Shoe Dog. This is basically the story of how they, Nike, a sports brand run by accountants. I mean, go figure. They're not in the slightest bit cool. Okay, I'll, I'll remember that. Yeah, Shoe Dog. It's a good book. Um, and what's the best bit of business advice you have ever received? Actually, no, not even business advice. What's the best bit of advice you've ever received? Oh, I like that question. Um, best bit of advice that I've ever received. Um, I'm trying to think like what my my mum always comes out with like the classic like sayings, like the one liners. Um, she always just, you know, she says, keep going, you know, keep work. It's not really like a saying. It's almost just like always advice. She's always there saying, you know, you've got to keep going. You've got to put the effort in. To, you only get in what you put out. And I think like from a young age, I was always kind of taught that, you know, money doesn't grow on trees and you have to work hard for it. And I've always come from that. And then when I've like surrounded myself with like the groups and the friends that I have, they're all really, you know, inspiring. They work hard, but they play hard at the same time. And I just think, yeah, the best bit of advice that I've been given is just to keep going, don't stop, never give up, you know, because if you do, then you'll end up in a totally different situation that you ever did. Um, yeah, and I just think keep going because you're working for what you want to work towards. So if I stop doing everything, it's my future that I'm putting on the line now, rather than, you know, being from an employed background, yeah. it, it was a totally different scenario. It's now for me. So yeah. just keep going. It's, it's great advice. And it's awesome that your, you know, your folks had that, you know, you know put that sort of philosophy with you. Um, yeah. You know, for me, it's, it's similar sort of thing. It, you know, it begins and ends with you yeah yeah life and you know you have to kind of create it and craft it and um a lot of people get kind of you know moved through different gears um but yeah. um yeah it's you know i think entrepreneur entrepreneurialism is not for everyone you know this is it's not um it's not for shrinking violets and it's not for you know people who haven't got it in them to kind of stay the course um yeah. and i think you know going back to what we were talking about is your you know your ability to innovate is is natural and you'll continue to do it and as a result you'll innovate but you will absolutely make some howling mistakes of course you will yeah yeah 100% 100%. you'll learn from them and you'll keep going and that's what breed that's what generates success yeah my mum always says onwards and upwards and I'm she always says that like after like every single call that I've had like since I've had my business she's like onwards and upwards yeah and it's just 
yeah I just think that you do you have to keep going because yeah you know after I got knocked down by like my previous job and other situations that I've been exposed to that I could have just been like right this industry is clearly not for me like if somebody doesn't think that but I kind of flipped it on its head and I thought no do you know what I'm gonna keep going this is what I want to do I do believe in myself and I'm just gonna show people what I'm passionate about and what I want to do with my future and here I am (laughs) you're on the right path so Alexis fantastic thank you um I'll let you let you let you go um say well done you're I love it's been great talking to you actually it's been good fun um thank thank you for destroying my 10 favorite questions making them literally eight or probably seven relevant questions now yeah you're gonna have to adapt them now I think I am, yeah. Um, lessons learned. <laughs> yeah, I know I'll go and, go and get back in my box, really. <laughs> awesome. I will see you in the club. On behalf of everybody from AE, thank you very much, Alexis, and um, we'll catch up soon. Thank you very much. All right, take care. Bye. Subscribe now for tips, insight, and stories to enhance, empower, educate, and elevate your business to new heights.